You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the show. Thank you as always for tuning in and for listening. I so appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for subscribing to the show, for rating and reviewing the podcast. And I'm just so happy to have you back. So I am currently still away in Hawaii. So we are in Oahu right now. We are headed to Lanakai Beach today, which is my favorite beach in the entire world. You guys, I am grinning so hard right now because every time we go to Lanakai, I usually cry because it's just so beautiful. And I'm like the most happy, overjoyed kid in the entire world because every time we go there, it's like, it's just the most divine place in the entire world. The sand is so fine and so white. Like the sand is legit white. Like, you know how you go to a beach sometimes and it's sort of that actual color of like sand and the pebbles are kind of big. You guys, this is like white fine sand that like stays in your sunglasses forever. And when you get home, you're like, oh my God, the Lanakai sand is so divine. And the ocean is literally turquoise. It's that stunning divine turquoise color with the ribbons of different colors of turquoise in the same water. You have the little islands that you can see from the beach. This is my absolute favorite beach in the entire world. Go Google it. Plan a vacation here. It is so beautiful. There is a Whole Foods nearby so Kelly Track can like literally eat stuff <laughs> without having to worry about her allergies. It is my absolute favorite place to go in the entire world and we're heading there today. So this episode is super fun. You were in for a huge treat because we have Lauren Natalia here on the show. So she is a blogger. She's the blogger over at Lauren Loves Laughter. And I am so excited to bring her you today because number one, she is a divine member of my community, which is so fun to share my community members and my students here with you guys on the show. And number two, I think she is going to be your brand new expander. So one of the things I love most about Lauren is that she she is both a dentist and a blogger. And in this episode, we talk about what it's really like to create something on the side and what that looks like when you have a real job. And like one of those jobs that is no joke, like being a dentist is no joke. You know what I mean? And I think so many of you guys are in this exact same situation where you are working somewhere, maybe full-time or part-time, and you have like legit work on your plate. And you are also in the process of creating something on the side. Let Lauren be your total expander for you today on the show. We talk a lot about what it looks like to get stuff off the ground, how she got over feeling not good enough about her work, how she started to value her creative work. You know, we also talk about what it's like when you come from a super academic background. Lauren went to dentistry school, which is like the most competitive out of all. And, you know, I went to business school and we also chat about what it's like when you really follow traditional schooling and then the creative side of you really kind of falls off or isn't as valued as much as your really intense analytical skills or your super immaculate attention to detail. So we talk about reclaiming that creativity and re-remembering the importance of being creative and that it is world-changing work to do your creative pursuits. We talk a lot about, you know, what it was like growing up in those environments and deconditioning against that kind of stuff. So if you are in a similar situation where you come from a background of professional education or you've been in the corporate world for a while, or if you have a serious job that requires intense focus and dedication and you're building something as well, 
Lauren is totally the gal for you to learn from, to listen to, and to really, you know, make you feel more at home. You know, sometimes I have guests on the podcast and sometimes I listen to them and I think, OMG, they're really, really far away from me. And one of the reasons why I wanted to share Lauren with you guys is because she is only a couple steps ahead from you. You know, maybe you are just starting your thing or you don't have your thing off the ground, or maybe you just are in that phase of, I've done all the things with my life and now what next? I still don't feel fulfilled. Lauren is the perfect expander who's a couple years down the road from you and has figured this stuff out. She's been asking the harder, bigger questions in life and she's creating more of the life she wants, which is why I'm so excited to share her with you on the podcast because I know how much value this could bring to you. I wish I had heard Lauren's story like several years ago when I was starting my business that I could know that this was possible, that you could do this kind of work, that you could come from a really professional background and still have this super creative, beautiful outlet that flourishes and thrives. So this episode, we talk about a ton of juicy things and I'm really excited for you to listen. Now, this episode today is sponsored by Podigy. So Podigy is a service that edits podcasts and I am very grateful to them because they edit the Cali Track Show and they make me sound really freaking good. <laughs> so I love working with Riley and his team. Shout out to Dan who rocks my show notes because they are so on top of it. They create way less work for me, which is something I love. I just have to show up in my zone of genius, do the show, record, and they take care of everything else. It's so seamless. It's so integrated. Everything works like clockwork and it's just done really on time. I have a super high standard of excellence. Like if you are joining the Kelly Track team, you have to be an A-plus player because... Uh, let's be real. Anything less than A plus is pretty much an F in my opinion. And Riley and his team really, really deliver on A plus 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 service. And I could not recommend them more. I have absolutely adored working with them. They are so on top of it. And they really treat their podcasts really like their own babies because this show to me is totally my baby. I put so much attention and time and effort into this thing to provide you this show totally for free. And Having people that support you, that care about the work just as much as you do is absolutely invaluable. So if you have a podcast and you are really ready to go to the next level and you want a podcast editor to support you, to help you, to do all the other work that perhaps you don't love as much, I have never looked back at hiring it out. So if you sign up with Podigy, make sure you mention the Kelly Track Show because you're going to get 50% off your first month of editing. Plus, this episode also is supported by Teachable. So Teachable is an online course creation platform, aka it's the platform that hosts my courses. So in this episode, we also mention Your Best Life and Your Conscious Empire, which are two of my online courses that you guys love. Thank you so much for all of you that are there in that class. Shout out to you guys. You guys are the best. And they are all run on Teachable. I would not be where I am without Teachable. I love this platform so much. I pay for it out of pocket. You guys, I literally play for a really expensive plan right out of my own pocket. And I honestly share this platform with you because it has been a game changer for me. You know, I have shared before that I make the bulk of my income, the biggest chunk of income from kellytrack.com comes from my online courses because you guys adore them so much. That's exactly how I get to take myself to Hawaii as frequently as I do. This is our third time here in Hawaii this 2018, which is kind of crazy that we just come back to this one vacation spot. <laughs> we sound like total losers, always going to the same place. But you guys, online courses is the name of the game when it comes to sharing your gifts with the world. And it's something I teach a lot in your conscious empire. And there's whole guides on how to start your online courses and film and all that beautiful stuff and how to put stuff together. But 
I love Teachable so much. And if I didn't have a really great software, then my courses wouldn't do as well as they do. So if you are looking to create an online course of your own, definitely sign up with Teachable. The link in the show notes to get started is totally there for you. And because you are a listener of The Kelly Track Show, when you sign up with the link in the show notes, you get access to three free courses taught by the Teachable team on how to start your online courses, how to nail your lighting, your sound, your gear, how to film, how to create content, marketing. These courses have about $1,000 in value, so they're super valuable and you get them for free because you're rolling with me. So that link is in the show notes and that is what I wanted to share with you guys today. So thank you so much for tuning in and for listening and for being here. I so appreciate you and let's jump into this episode right away. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Lauren. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks so much for having me on, Kelly. I'm just so excited. I, I never really expected to be on a podcast before, so I feel really honored that you asked me to be on. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I have some Lauren-themed rapid fire before we start. So if you are game, we can we can get going. Awesome. Cool. So first question is, favorite item in your capsule wardrobe? I love, I have this one white dress I just absolutely love. I think it's from Zara like many, many years ago and you can dress it up, you can dress it down. It's just like really pretty floaty white dress. That's probably my favorite, I think, if I had to choose just one. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like a nice white dress always looks so clean and pretty and classic. I feel like you can't go wrong with like a classic white or a classic black. So good choice. Favorite crystal? Celestite, I think it's called. I've actually got it on my desk here now. It's like this beautiful blue one with all these different facets and it's stunning. I love all the pretty things, you know that. (laughs) Oh my God, me too. And I feel like the blue crystals are always so cool. I'm always drawn to blue ones. Are you drawn to blue tones as well? Or like all the crystals? (laughs) I'm generally more of like a pink person, but for some reason this one, I just thought was so like such a pretty baby blue kind of color. So something a bit different. (laughs) Nice. Coffee or tea? Definitely a tea person, absolutely. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say coffee. What kind of tea do you like? So I like all kinds of tea, but my favorite that I have like every single day is Irish breakfast. And I don't know why, it just tastes kind of different to like your typical English breakfast tea. And it's, I don't know, it's, I guess it's a little bit more subtle maybe. I, I just drink it like every single day. So that is my absolute favorite. Nice, nice. I've never heard of Irish breakfast. I've only heard of English breakfast. So something new for me to try. Yeah, I don't know what's different about it really, but <laughs> it's really nice. Favorite way to enjoy an avocado? Definitely on toast. <laughs> I eat it pretty much every day at work on crackers because I'm just a little bit lazy <laughs> when it comes to making my lunch for work. And everyone used to really laugh at me because I'd just be sitting there at work eating my avocado on my crackers <laughs> like every single day. But I never get sick of it. But toast is definitely my preference <laughs> with a little bit of like chili or something as well sprinkled on top. Yeah, something on top. Yeah. Have you ever had grilled avocado? I haven't actually. Um, no, I, I've, I've had it before when they like, you know, when they have it in a toasted sandwich and it's like, I don't like it when it's like cooked like that. I'm not a huge fan, but maybe I have to try grilled avocado. 
you have any suggestions on how to do it? Or <laughs> I go to this place and they like just grill it like on the grill and it tastes so good. Like I love smoky kind of barbecue kind of grilled thingies like that flavor. And then when they grill it, it has like the avocado with the grill marks. I'm like, oh my God. And like the top layers taste like grilled avocado and the bottom of the avocado just tastes like regular avocado. But if you ever can order it on like a side, I love that thing, <laughs> grilled avocado. I'll have to try that sometime. It sounds really cool. <laughs> sounds really yum. Yeah. When you come to Vancouver, I'll take you to the place that does it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. Oh, I have to get that trip planned sometime. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Early bird or night owl? I know. It depends. Sort of days when I am able to sort of plan my own day and I have all these things that I want to get done, I'll be like, wake up at five o'clock or something and just be like, yeah, ready to go. Whereas on like other days when I have other people's things that I need to do, I'm like, oh, I just want to sleep. <laughs> totally. I know exactly that feeling. I know hundred percent what you're talking about. Favorite recipe that your nona's taught you? Probably just her traditional bolognese um, and pasta. Like She makes this beautiful fresh pasta. Probably also when she makes lasagna, the way she does it, she just has like every single layer of the pasta is like so thin and like there's so many more layers than you would normally get in like, you know, a store-bought lasagna. So that is delicious and probably going to be filming that one soon. So yeah, yeah. I think a a good lasagna always tastes so divine. What's something that you're appreciating right now? Oh, (laughs) I was I was going to say the weather, which is so ridiculous and boring, but the fact it's like sunny at the moment, it's coming in, it's beautiful and bright in the morning and it makes such a huge difference into like, in like, you know, how you're feeling and everything. Because obviously we're going into spring now and it'll, it'll be summer soon in Australia and I'm such one of those people that it makes such a huge difference to how I'm feeling. So I'm really lucky to live where I live. <laughs> totally. I agree. I'm so with you. The sun makes me a different person. There's like wintertime Kelly and then there's summer Kelly and summer Kelly is the best. Winter Kelly is not as exciting. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Favorite Taylor Swift song? Fearless. It's my all-time favorite. I used to have her album in my car like on the way to um, when I was like starting work first. I used to be really kind of a little bit anxious and her album was in my car and that's like her Fearless album. And that was the first song that played every time I got in my car. So yeah, that's my all time favorite. <laughs> nice. I love that. Blush pink or white? You know, I love my blush pink, but I think white is probably my favorite. It's just so like fresh and clean and bright and I'll have to go with white. I love the neutrals. It goes with everything as well. <laughs> favorite way to get into alignment? Probably going for a walk, just getting outside and I don't know, nervous about things or I worry about just silly things and like getting outside and like feeling like the breeze on your skin or the sun on your skin and it just sort of everything helps you calm down and chill out and yeah, that would be it. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. And something you're totally obsessed with right now? Personal development courses and books and all those things that we've been more like spiritual twist on it I think that's why I love your podcast so much and then I was just reading um or actually starting to reread Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back and just all those kind of things (laughs) I love all that sort of stuff oh me too me too and then last question favorite place that you have on your travel wish list that you want to go to next at the moment it is Canada because I just see amazing photos you're there. <laughs> um, I would love to come like meet you, say hi. But and then my my parents actually just got back from Canada a few months ago, and like 
some of the photos that you see, it's it just looks like such a cool place. But I I think I probably will have to go in the warmer months because I don't think I deal too well with the cold. <laughs> Let me know when you're in Vancouver. Yeah, I think Vancouver personally is like the prettiest spot because you get, it's kind of like they describe it like the California of Canada because we're on the West Coast. It's prettier. You have like all the nice things. The other parts of Canada are not, they're nice, but I feel like BC is the prettiest in my opinion. (laughs) Oh, well, it's definitely very high on the list. I'm not sure when I'll get there, but one day, one day. (laughs) Cool, cool. So drop us into the first hour of your day and tell us a little bit about what you did to get into alignment and what did you eat for breakfast? Today I have, I'm still fairly early in the morning for me today. It's my day off. So I got up and I had a cup of my Irish breakfast tea, which I love. I haven't actually eaten breakfast yet, but I will be having uh, my usual breakfast. I basically the same thing every weekday. (laughs) Um, I have muesli with blueberries and almond milk. And I basically have eaten blueberries in my breakfast almost every day for many, many years. I think I read somewhere when I was in like year 12 that they're supposed to be good for your memory. And I was like, okay, got to get some more blueberries (laughs) into my diet. (laughs) Being the nerd that I am, I was like, yeah, I need to uh, improve this memory. And then I was feeling a little bit nervous to get on this call. So I thought I'll just go out and pop out for a quick walk and like walk around the block. And then now I'm sitting down chatting with you. So I haven't, haven't done a huge amount yet. So yeah. <laughs> Did that, was that a question? Yeah, it's a perfect answer. So I wanted to have you on the podcast because I feel like you are totally in a spot where a lot of listeners are right now. And you're like, a perfect expander because sometimes, you know, I always have guests on the show that are either like super far down the road or like sometimes I listen to podcasts and these people have been like doing their thing for like 10 years and it feels so far away. And I feel like you're the perfect expander for a lot of listeners because you have a creative side gig and you still pursue a traditional job. So you are both a vlogger and a dentist. And I would love for you to just share a little bit about your vlog and how you rock both roles. I started the blog. It was almost six years ago now, which is kind of crazy. And I started it when I just sort of finished uni. I just started working and I was like, oh, I've got like all this free time on my hands because I don't have to study anymore, which was pretty cool. And when I was at uni, I always just loved reading blogs and like watching like fashion and beauty YouTube videos. It was just such a great escape for me to sort of get my mind off the more serious stuff that I was doing. And I was like, when I finished, I was like, Oh, I can just, I could give this a go. I'll, I'll just start, try it out. It started off just as like a little fashion blog. I'd, <laughs> I'd post uh, like just photos of my outfits and just little ramblings about what I'd been up to that day or what was going on in my life. And it was just like a really fun, creative outlet for me. Cause I was maybe not so much enjoying my work, like not as much as I am now. And it was just fun to have something on the side to like come home to after work and just take my mind off things. And then it sort of evolved into sharing more of like the other things I love. So like travel and like beauty and fashion and interiors and just all the things that like I find fun basically. And it, it was, I think it was actually one of those really great creative outlets just to give your mind something else to focus on and like something to sort of grow. Cause I feel like sometimes when you finish uni and you've been like, you go from high school to studying like pretty intense degree and then you finish and you're like, Oh, 
you start working, oh, is this, is this it? Like, is there, uh, what now, if, if you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was sort of just balancing those two for a while. It was just like my fun hobby. Then I feel like I got to a point in my work where I was, I don't know, things were just pretty crazy, pretty full on and intense. And I was just really not enjoying what I was doing. Uh, I was having a lot of like just health related issues around my job and stuff, which I won't go into, but being a dentist, you get like a lot of neck pain and all those, all those fun things, (laughs) but it was, and I basically just got to a point where I was like, I can't keep going doing this as I'm doing it anymore. I was getting really negative and people around me were sort of realizing they're like, Lauren, you're not the normal happy Lauren that usually are. (laughs) I I basically, it all came to a point where I was like, look, I'm going to have to just cut back a little bit with my work and what I'm, what I'm doing uh, in dentistry. So I cut my down my hours a little bit and I was like, okay, I'm going to try and figure out what, what else I can do with my work. And so I was thinking about, oh, do I go back to uni? Do I go study something else or find some other, other job that I can do? I was just like, look, I just need to take some time and explore this hobby of mine that I really love doing and actually put more, more time into it. Cause before that it had always just been this like sort of fun, silly hobby <laughs> that I didn't really focus a lot of time and attention on. I was like, you know what, I've actually got this time now. I can put my energy into it and just see where it goes and see what I can turn it into because I'd been blogging for almost six years now or almost five years by that point. And I'd sort of watched a lot of other people who'd started blogging maybe around a similar time as me and they were turning it into careers. (laughs) Like they were leaving their jobs to go do their blogs. And I was just like, I don't feel that I want to leave my job right now, but I would love to have like a little side gig and turn my blog into something more than just like a little hobby, you know? So I feel like now I've found so much more of a balance. I'm just cutting down the hours has made so much of an impact on my health and how much I'm enjoying my work as a dentist more. I feel like I'm able to actually help people and I feel really fulfilled because you are able to help people in like a really tangible way and use those skills that I spent so many years, you know, developing. And at the same time, having that balance of being able to sort of flex the creative muscles and do the more fun side of things and the things like, you know, photography and fashion and I think my first about page, I described it. I was just like, oh, I hope this blog can make you smile like so many other blogs have done for me. And I think from the beginning, that's what my blog has always been about. It's been like an escape for people to come to when they need a little light and laughter and something fun. That's where I am now. And I don't know if that answered the question fully, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You did a great job. And honestly, thank you so much for sharing and for sharing that so openly. And honestly, like I feel like so many listeners would really resonate with that because there is a point we hit that's sort of like, is this really it? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? When we kind of hit that point, regardless of how you hit it, it just happens like after, you know, all the years of traditional schooling and going through the education system and like ticking off all the boxes and all of like the shoulds, like should go to university, should get a good job, like should do this, should be saving up to like buy a place or whatever, move out. And it's like, you do all these things and you hit this moment of like, 
am I really happy? Like, do I feel fulfilled? And I think what is so special about you is that you actually had the courage to do something about it and be like, you know what, I'm going to try something else, or I'm going to actually start and really keep nourishing my blog and keep working on this other side of me versus just being like, well, whatever, that's, that was a thing in the past or just ignore it or push it away or hide it completely. Like it was something you've nourished over time and you haven't like let that go because so many people I feel like would either not start in the first place or let it go because they think like in air quotes, like they think they should be doing something with their life and it needs to look a certain way to like get other people's approval or look normal, like in terms of society's standards and expectations of what it looks like to be like a functioning adult (laughs) in like the normal world. And I just, I love that you share that because I think so many people are listening and feeling that way, like, and asking the question, like, is this really it? Are you really sure? Like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? So thank you so much for bringing that up. Thank you, Kelly. And I, I absolutely totally resonate with that. Like you tick all these boxes and you get to this point and then you sort of go, is, is that it? And then actually having, I didn't think I was going to go into all of this, but I guess having the, the actual courage to be able to look at your life and go, okay, something isn't working. And then actually making a change regardless of what people might think of that because that was a huge thing for me when it came to taking a little bit of a step back and stepping back from dentistry. I mean, obviously I'm still working as a dentist. I'm just not doing it as crazy intense hours (laughs) as, you know, other people are. And there was always that pressure of going, okay, other people are doing it. Why can't I hack it? Why, why am I having so many problems in this way? And then actually stepping back and going, look, no one else knows the circumstances of why I'm having to do this. Um, if they want to judge me for it, that's fine. That's on them. It's, it doesn't have to affect me. And I, I'm happy <laughs> now doing what, having made that decision to, to do that. Totally, totally. And I also love what you shared when you said like you had seen other people who had started their blogs around the same time as you. And like six years is a long, is a long time. And it's so true. Like when you keep at something over time, like it's bound to happen. And half of starting like a creative endeavor or a side business or something, it's that time and that ability to keep nourishing it and do it like regardless of what the external world thinks or what other people think or what other people say and just doing it because it fills you up. And then having so many like expanders and role models who are like, hey, wait a sec, those people are making money. Like I can do it too. I love that you brought that up as well. Like that you saw that in other people and you're like, oh, these people are doing a good job at this. And like, I can do it too. Cause I think that's so important. Cause a lot of people just like, will look at people who have online presences or like a platform, like a blog or a YouTube channel or a podcast. And they have that thought of like, oh, they're doing it. I could do it too, but they don't do anything about it, which is like <laughs> <laughs> the reason why a lot of dreams just never happen because people don't take action. And I feel like you're so good at taking action. So I want to give you credit for that and a big kudos. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. I still feel like I'm definitely working on that, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> you've been doing it for six years. That's a long time. But hey, you've been blogging longer than I have had a business or this business. So I think it's so it's, it's when you get to a point and you decide, no, I want to take this a bit more seriously. You know what I mean? You have to you have to make that decision because you can just go along and go, oh, this is just a fun hobby, which was great for me for six years or until I got to that point. I was like, you know what? I'm having fun with this and there's nothing wrong with that. But I guess when you have to decide that you do want it to be something more and you have to be brave enough to actually 
say that because for the longest time I would not even admit to myself that I wanted to make it something more. And I think that's huge. Exactly. I so agree. And that's so powerful is having the courage to admit out loud that you want to turn it into something bigger. Cause you know, I still work with like clients who are like, this is my tiny thing. I'm like, no, we have to like <laughs> help you own this. And like, I remember feeling that way too. Like, Hey everybody, this is my tiny blog. Or like, this is my little ebook. And it's like, that's not the right energy to approach something, you know, that you really want to nourish and turn into like a legit thing that makes legit money. It has to have that higher sense of self-worth. And one of the things I want to touch on as well is like this, this, you know, concept of like sharing your creative work is this underlying feeling that sometimes we have that we're just, it's just not good enough. Like I know when we come from a more formal education background, like you coming from the world of dentistry and me coming from the business school background, I know for me, I really had this feeling that my creative work was just not quote unquote good enough. It wasn't a valuable use of my time. I could have been solving better problems in the world. There are children that are starving. Who am I to do this creative thing? Like, am I wasting time with this silly blog, this like silly thing? And I'm wondering if this resonates with you. And if so, like, how did you really overcome and work through that? To be totally honest, I still struggle with this. It's something I'm still sort of figuring out that whole, like for the longest time, I felt like my blog was kind of like frivolous and silly. And I was just talking about fashion and like, there are so many more bigger things that I could be helping the world with. Right. And I still have these thoughts, but I feel like I've gotten better at just sort of observing them and going, and you talk about this in your course, observing them, the inner critic and going, okay, I hear you. Yep. I see that, but I'm going to choose to ignore it (laughs) and do something else. And I think a huge part is realizing what that belief is and going, okay, I have this limiting belief that the work that I'm doing is not important or it's silly. And then realizing, okay, I got that belief from someone. Where did I get that belief from? I'm going to let it go. And you talk a lot about that in your course. I feel like you've helped me with that in a huge way. Another thing was the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She talks about creativity. That book is, it's just given me a huge, a whole different perspective on creativity. And there's a particular part where she talks about the fact that your creativity, it doesn't have to be big or important or helping someone. It just has to be something that lights you up and fills you up. And from that point, you can do great things in the world, if that makes sense. And I've just sort of realized that everyone has different interests and skills. You can contribute even if it doesn't necessarily feel like you're contributing. So I I would always think, oh, I'm spending so much time on this blog. It's not really doing much. And then I would look at, so my husband loves playing computer games and he could spend hours (laughs) playing computer games. (laughs) And I was like, well, if he can spend all this time doing that, I can work on my blog. And, you know, I feel like I'm creating something in the world. Just a side note, I don't know if you know this, but there are basically YouTubers who play computer games and like commentate the games and like get paid for doing that. I'm like, if people are doing that, I can be doing my blog. <laughs> and, and they're helping me. It's, it, it's basically like, yeah, it's not everything that has to be so serious. I think we need that fun and the playful side of things in the world. Like people need distraction and, and all of that as well. I so agree. And sometimes like we don't realize like the impact that our joy and 
what we find fun. Like we don't realize the impact that has on others. I know if like I'm having a bad day, I'll go watch some fun YouTube videos. And like that person who made that like clothing haul, she doesn't realize that she is like helping me uplift my mood. She's like enjoying what she loves and like having fun on her YouTube channel. And I'm watching, I'm like, oh, look at these, try on these dresses from some brand in London. Like I will never shop at because they don't ship to Canada, but this is fun, you know? And it's just like, we don't really always realize how our work impacts other people. And just because we think that it's a waste of time, it doesn't really mean it is. And I, what I really love that you shared is, is questioning where you got that belief from and the possibility that it could be from somebody else, because that is so true. Like when we were young, we never thought, oh, playing with my toys is a waste of time. Like it's, it's a learned belief that this is a waste of time. This is stupid. I should be doing more quote unquote meaningful work. And I love that you bring that up. The fact like to question, well, who did I get this belief from? And like, where did I learn this? Because, you know, as children, we never, ever question that. And it is such like learned programming. And I mean, programming that comes with, you know, growing up in a society where there's like traditional schooling and the systems and all that kind of stuff. So I really love that you brought up that actionable step for listeners to, you know, who see themselves really like in your shoes and feel like that and be like, oh, wait a second, where did I even get this from? And the fact that it might not actually be yours, I think is such a powerful thing to think about when we think about beliefs and stuff is like, wait a second, maybe this was never mine in the first place. So I really appreciate you bringing that up. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Two other things like with that as well, and you've talked about this before, but finding expanders. (laughs) So for me, and a lot of those people have come online, so like meeting yourself, Kelly, or like just lively, Ezzy Spencer. And then another one like for me was Meghan Markle. So earlier this year, I didn't really even know who she was before, but I, I started watching Suits this year. And then I discovered that she used to have a lifestyle blog called the TIG and it's actually no longer up, but you can access it through like the internet archives. <laughs> and her blog is basically everything that I love, all this kind of things that I'd love for my blog to be. It's like she created this lifestyle blog, this hub of sharing sort of inspiration and like food, fashion, um, like just inspiration on how to live your best life essentially and she she shares she you know she was scared when she put it out there at first she you know she was an actress she wasn't she was sharing something that was like so much a part of her and putting that out into the world for people to judge if they you know if they were going to judge it it was more judging would be judging her and yet she sort of put it out there and I see her as this really sort of intelligent inspiring like independent woman and I was like looking at it going Hey, she she's done it, and something I don't know what it was, but something just clicked when I when I found her blog, and I was like, oh, I if she can do it, I can totally do it too. Totally, and I love that that idea of expanders and people who are doing it and being like, yeah, if they can do it, I can do it too. And I think I think Meghan Markle is perfect because she's she's like a princess. Is she a princess? Is that her like official role? I'm not good with royal stuff. But she's I think she's a duchess. I'm not I'm not really like up with the. <laughs> Or the royal. She's a royal chick. She's in the royal family. (laughs) Duchess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think so. I think you're right. But yeah, totally. And I think that's so awesome, especially for like listeners as a a takeaway is find people that you respect doing what you desire and being like, you know what, that person is cool and smart and educated. And I mean, now she's a duchess and like, she does this work too. And it's impactful and meaningful and it's not stupid or a waste of time. um, And it, impacts real people. So I really love that you brought that up. 
Hey friends, it's me. I just wanted to swing by really quickly in the middle of this juicy episode and let you know that you can snag some of my best top tier business strategies that I use myself in my own business and what I teach in your conscious empire which is my online class that teaches you how to build a heart-centered business, how to do what you adore, and most importantly, how to free yourself financially. Now, I always get asked the same question, which is this, how exactly I built this business, how I earn a full-time income doing what I love, and how I grew this into a successful and legit thing. Well, in this course, I guide you step-by-step in radical honesty so you can do it too. Your Conscious Empire teaches you everything. It's seriously your roadmap and your best friend. You'll learn everything, like how you master your mindset as an entrepreneur, how you build something with a $0 budget, how you test and validate your ideas before you spend money. This is exactly how you get stuff off the ground. And in addition, you're gonna learn how to consciously sell your products and items, market in the heart-centered way, and what it takes to grow your business into a conscious empire of your own. Now, what I want to share with you today is the fact that you can preview a few of these video modules from this exact course and totally experience what my students are loving right now. So hurry on over to the show notes and go preview about an hour of some of my best top tier strategies, ideas, and action items that you can implement right now to start your dream business or take what you got and go to the next level. All right, my friends, back to the show. One of the things I also want to talk about is, you know, you sharing your work and sharing it publicly. So I know initially you were more nervous to share it with your peers and your fellow professionals. So how did you really get over worrying about what other people would think of you when they knew that you had this amazing blog as well and that you weren't just a dentist? (laughs) Yeah. So um, this was like a huge leap forward for me this year because I'd kept the blog pretty secret for a long time. My close friends knew and obviously my family knew, but I'd never really talked about it all that much. I guess over the year, this year, I was like, you know, I would like to grow it into something more. And so I was like, you know, trying to put it out there a little bit more, share it. But I realized that I was keeping it secret from so many people still uh, in my real life, obviously. I remember I was chatting with you actually, and you were saying, look, why don't you just put it out on Facebook? Just put a post out there, be like, this is my blog and just share it. And that way it doesn't have the power over you, um, worrying that other people will find it, you know, just stumble upon it. You've already put it out there. And so I thought about that for a little while and I was like, Oh, that sounds really scary. I don't know about that. And then I think maybe that same week I was reading the universe has your back by Gabby Bernstein. And there's a part in there where she talks about what message are you putting out into the universe? I read that line and I was just like, I'm basically telling people, the, I don't know, the universe or whatever, that I don't want anyone to find my blog and I want to keep it hidden. And I was like, no, I don't want to put that out. <laughs> so basically I got up straight away and just like sat down at my computer and just wrote a little post being like, hey guys, this is my secret hobby that I've had for like six years. I just wrote a little bit about why I was scared that people would find it. And I was just like, but you know what? I've decided that I just want to put it out there now so that it doesn't have that power over me and I could just get on with doing my thing because I love it and I think it's fun and I think it's kind of cool. And once I posted that, I feel like it was really scary at first. And once it was done, I was just like, that was so easy. That was all it was. That was all I had to do. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, like it was like once it was done, it was no big deal. And I got some really good feedback from people who were just like, oh, wow, we never knew like this side of you. Um, thank you for sharing it. And the thing is as well, I realized like I haven't gotten any negative feedback from it. I realized that if people are judging, they're not really going to say anything. <laughs> they're not going to come up to you and be like, oh, but that's a bit stupid. Why, why do you waste your time doing this? <laughs> um, so it was, I guess it was just really freeing and getting to that point of actually being able to share it. It was a long kind of road. I think taking sort of baby steps about talking to people about it, a huge part was also meeting like like-minded people online and making friends with people online online. So I've got like a little mastermind group of people who are also um, creating their own thing of like blogging and like podcasting. We all sort of support each other and chat and share what like encourage each other. That I think has also been really helpful. I agree. I think that's so big, like having people who are doing it too. I remember being really nervous. There was one post where I had shared my, I don't think I had ever shared my website because I used to blog under like an anonymous name and title before it was kellytrack.com. And once I switched over to kellytrack.com, people weren't like Googling, oh, what's Kelly Track up to? I made this whole post about, it was called Celebrating My Former Life and Letting It Go. I'll link it out in the show notes, but it was like a post. It was like a blog that I had sit down. I pretty much like channeled it. I wrote it in like 20 minutes about letting go of my old life in San Francisco, like publicly telling everybody, hey, I'm not doing that anymore. I am working on this blog. I'm sharing about what's in my heart. Like I'm not doing any more stuff out of ego. And I was so nervous to share it. And I posted it on Facebook. I'm like, well, here we go. Like tell everybody this is what I'm up to. And I got so many kind responses and I would have never guessed that. And sometimes when we're just so scared to share it publicly, we just, we always think of like what could go wrong and what people are going to think. And it's always like love and people really admire it or people like start looking up to you and they're like, oh my God, I wish I could do this too. Or you get like DMs or messages on Facebook. People like, I'm so touched by this. And you're like, really? Really? Wow. <laughs> Did you feel the same? Like when you had messages come in? Yeah, totally. That is so true. Cause you, you don't expect that response from it. Cause like I was just putting it out there and I was thinking, look, I'm just going to put it out there. And that way I don't have to worry about someone else finding it because I've already put it out and there's no, it doesn't have any power anymore. That fear doesn't have any power. But then all these like amazing responses kept were coming back and people were saying, oh, they love what I was doing. Even people who were totally not even in the blogging, like, I don't know, I had like some of my guy friends who maybe who are more acquaintances that actually message me and be like, uh, I'm not really into fashion blogs, but I checked it out and I love what you're doing. I love that you're like putting yourself out there and just accepting, you know, not accepting and just sharing what you're all about and not letting other people's expectations sort of cripple you anymore. (laughs) I love that. And I think that's so true. I had a lot of feedback that was the same. It was like people I didn't really know were like random people on Facebook that messaged me. It was like, oh, interesting. It's so cool. And I feel like it's such a big thing is to like finally take that step and share your stuff publicly. And once you share it publicly, then it's sort of the practice of really owning it and being like confident in it. So one of the other questions I want to ask you is just a little bit about if you have any tools or practices that have really enabled you to really own your truth and really share confidently about your blog. Do you have any tips that you could give the listeners? Yeah. So this is still something I'm, I am working on, but I think that a huge part of it is actually just finding and talking to people first 
about with the people who really actually get you, who understand where you're coming from and who don't sort of think you're a weirdo. And once you get really confident talking to them about it, then you can go and share it with with others. I, I'd say that's probably the first thing. Honestly, I think that's a really strong answer is being able to talk about your work with the people that get it and then moving on to the people that are they don't understand or they don't come from that world or it's going to be brand new, but having that practice warm up with the people that are going to support you and understand. And I think that's a really good tip for a lot of people who have something creative on the side is to share with the people that get it and then get comfortable talking about it. And then you can ease your way into like chatting about it, like at a party or something with a total stranger. Hey there, it's me. I just want to interrupt this amazing episode and remind you that there is a sweet giveaway going on. All you got to do is scroll over on your Apple Podcasts app, click the Kelly Track Show, scroll down to write a review and leave your rave review and Instagram handle so I can find you. And then you will be entered to win both Your Best Life and Your Conscious Empire, which are my two top-notch courses. So when you're done enjoying this episode, be sure to go leave a rating and review and the universe will so give you a cosmic wink and some good karma will flow your way today. And if you need a visual of what I'm talking about, just go to kellytrack.com slash giveaway and it's totally right there for you. All right, peeps, back to the show. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit before we conclude about being a student in my classes, because you're literally one of my best students. Um, I can, this is really creepy, but I can see when people log in and view my classes and watch. I can't totally see all the details, but I always see you logging in and studying. And I love that. Makes me so happy as a content creator and as an online educator. So I want to begin by just chatting a little bit about your best life. So how did you know this was the right course for you? And maybe can you share a little bit about what your biggest takeaways have been from that course? I basically loved your podcast. I just loved everything that you were sharing. I really sort of resonated with a lot of what you said. You've mentioned before like how a lot of the times the teachers who we like look up to, we actually see a lot of ourselves in them. So a lot of the things that you would share, I'd be here myself. I'd be going, yeah, me too. Oh, I totally get that. And so I felt like you really got me. So when you were talking about your course, I was just like, yes, totally. I just wanted more Kelly track, basically. Um, and I thought that you'd have just lots of great tips and everything to share. So, and yeah, it was such, I'm so happy that I did it because it's really, I don't know, made such a difference in my life. A lot of the things that I've shared previously about you know, limiting, you know, releasing limiting beliefs, I've, I've learned that from your course. Now you were talking about like biggest takeaways. I think a huge part was, as I said, releasing limiting or recognizing limiting beliefs and then like how to actually release them, boundary setting and actually how to implement boundaries in your life, particularly when you're a people pleaser like myself. That was a huge, huge part, I guess, in my personal life, but also in like my work-related life and not taking on some, I don't know, as a dentist, you do get quite a lot of, I guess, negative feedback. You know, no one particularly likes going to the dentist. <laughs> like everyone will always come and saying, oh, I hate the dentist. I don't want to be here or like other things. And I would usually, even though it's not necessarily directed at you personally, I'm someone who does really take on, take that on. And I've just sort of been able to put more of like that boundary up and just be like, no, um, I think you say like, in your course, you talk about like, I am me and you are you. Yeah, that was a huge, huge part. 
I don't know, just developing confidence and the tips that you share to create a new belief and like really like take that on was really, really helpful. So I think those were probably my biggest, biggest takeaways from it. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate that. And it's always so fascinating to know what people really resonate with because it's like people take away the most different stuff and it's so fun to hear. And I feel like the things that you shared are the pieces that I've really had to hone in my own life. You talking about the boundaries, like former me, if 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 I met myself, like me where I'm at right now and I was talking to my high school self, I'm like, hey, you're going to make a course one day and you're going to talk about how to set boundaries. I would have been like, what the hell? Like I've never set a boundary in my life. I'm like the biggest people pleaser. I said yes to everything. Like I had a moment, I was like, wow, you've come so far, Kelly. <laughs> but it's, it's so true. Um, sometimes we just, you know, we don't really realize like the journey we've been on. And it's so beautiful to hear people's feedback and what they really resonate with because so much of the stuff I've had to like work on so hard in my own life to really get to this point. So I'm so glad it's impactful. And one of the things you had shared, which was like literally the nicest thing ever, is that you wrote a testimonial for your best life and you said it was truly life-changing. And that just means the absolute world to me that these mindset tips support you and they help guide you. And there's a huge emphasis on mindset and overcoming, you know, your fear, your doubt, your worry, and your inner critic. So how do you feel like your life has really shifted since you've really learned these mindset tools and adopted them? I think things just feel a lot easier and more, just more peaceful. I am definitely a sort of an overthinker and very much a perfectionist and I worry about just silly, silly little things. I feel like since doing your course, I've just had more I've just been more able to release those and put those fears aside. And obviously it is still such a huge practice. Like, you know, every day it's not like you, some people I feel like are just really chilled out and really relaxed people. And I'm not really one of those people. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I am not one of those people either. Like I don't, those people are like great. And I'm like, how do you do that? Because I am like, I have all the feelings and I have all the worries and all the anxiety. I'm like, how are you so chill? I don't know. Those people I'm always like, hmm, fascinating. I need some of that. It's so funny. And then someone the other day at work had said to me, like, how are you so calm, Lauren? Why are you always so calm? And which (laughs) just makes me laugh so much because I think I put on a pretty good, um, maybe mask. I don't know. Mask isn't the really right word because it's not a mask, but I am quite like chill on the outside. Whereas like, it's like one of those like ducks, you know, when they're paddling, like on the surface, they're all like (laughs) calm and like chilled out and you're like, yeah, everything's cool. And then like underneath the water, you're like, ah, paddling away. Yeah, that's really me. But um, so I feel like since doing a course, I think feel like it's been less of that like frantic paddling and much more peaceful and and calm. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I love that, and that makes me so happy to hear. And you are also a student in your conscious empire, and you are one of my very first enrollments in that class, and that was so exciting because always when you open up a new class and you get like the first students my theory is like the people that enroll the first or the people that have the biggest success is like when they like really know they want to do something and they take action right away. That's usually, usually the people that have the most success, just saying. So you have like the magic. Thank you, Kelly. Hopefully (laughs) you do. You have the magic dust. You have the magic uh, stardust sprinkled on you. So what was something that you loved the most about this course? I just generally loved all of it. It was such a nice mix of the mindset and you talk a lot about getting clear on your vision for your business as well as also just really practical advice on like 
testing your ideas and like pricing and then like marketing it and you present it in such a way of I just I think I just really resonate with how you explain things and how you your explanations of everything really I think it's perfect you know obviously it's perfect for anyone who's wanting to start some sort of online business that's definitely the kind of route I'd like to go down with my blog and whatever it turns into I can't pinpoint one particular thing I don't think I think just generally I really enjoyed all of it all together as a whole because it usually has so much good information thank you thank you and I'd love to hear a little bit more about how how has it supported you know your blog and your plans to monetize your work and really turn your passion into your profit like has it ignited new ideas in you or like given you guidance what would you say about that piece I think it's given me a lot of ideas in the sense that I know when you look at like bloggers, you always see people doing sponsored blog posts and all these these things. And I that was I, I feel like that hasn't really interested me in that way so much. So having this idea that you could create something that you're going to offer and sell, whether it be an online course or I know an ebook or whatever it is. I feel like I have so much more of a clear idea of how to actually go about that now. I have not yet settled on my what my thing is going to be, but I feel so much more clear with how to go about that now that I've actually taken your course and I feel so much more confident in actually how I would go about getting started with it all. I feel like that has been so really big and it's been so worth it. Good. That makes me happy to hear, you know, like the clarity around sort of like next steps. Cause I was just talking about this with um, a coaching client today about like, sometimes we don't really always realize sort of like what we're good at or our zones of genius. And I was always like, oh, everybody just knows how to do this. Everybody knows how to like monetize their work. <laughs> I'm like, this is obvious. And I had a conversation with my sister, like when I was making your conscious empire, she's like, I don't know how to do this. I'm like, okay, I guess I have purpose, you know, because sometimes we feel so inadequate when we make stuff or we don't really know or we just get nervous. And like, I still get nervous when I make things or create things. So I'm so happy to hear that it has supported you in that sense. So a big thing for a lot of people, you know, is you look at a course, this real talk, this thing is over a thousand dollars. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, am I going to get the value out of it? So do you feel like you really got enough value from your conscious empire and really strong clarity on how to start a business? You know, do you feel like you got that worth for the people that are listening and be like, oh my God, it's it's a lot of money? It is totally worth it. I'm just going to say it right there. It's It was definitely a big step deciding to actually invest in that. But the fact, like once I did, I was just so, so incredibly happy. I think all that information you share, it is just so, so valuable and you totally get, yeah, your value for money with, with Kelly's course. So you should, if you're interested in it and you're wanting to start some sort of online business or create something um, in that online field, Kelly has just so much good information to share. I think that in terms of when you're deciding to invest in, you know, in yourself, because it is a big thing. I sort of looked at it and went, I, I, I obviously have been listening to your podcast. I did um, Your Best Life. I knew that I really enjoyed all your work and everything that you shared. So I was felt pretty confident knowing that you were, what you created was going to be really, really good. Yeah. For, <laughs> so in that sense, I, I just knew that it would be worth it. And yeah, I was definitely right. <laughs> good. Okay. I'm so, I'm always so glad to hear that. It's like my 
it always makes me really happy to see students like shine and like really learn and take advantage of it. You know, like, yes, raise their hand and say like, I want to pursue my dreams. And then also like take action and create like next steps. What would you say to someone who's really looking to make their dreams a real thing? And they really want to do it, but they're nervous to invest time or money or just love into, into their dreams. Like, what would you say to that person? When it comes to your conscious empire, if you're feeling that like gut feeling of like, hell yes, I really want to do this, just go for it because you won't regret it. It, it like, has helped me so much. In terms of like investing in yourself, like how often do we, I know that I would spend money on other courses like in my work and other things like that. And I feel like we give ourselves permission to spend money in that way. So like I'd go to like CPD or like continuing professional development courses in dentistry and I'd spend like a lot of money on those things. But then when it's something in your dreams, we don't always give ourselves permission to actually invest in ourselves in that side of things. So for me, that was particularly, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just do it. And I think that anyone else who's in that same boat, just ask your intuition and be like, is this the right course for me? Is this the right thing for me? If you love Kelly's work, if you love her podcast, I think you'll really, really love, love this course. It's really awesome. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate that, Lauren. And I so resonate with that. I remember I had such a hard time investing in myself and my personal development and like my things. Like I could always rationalize, oh, this was just another class at business school I can take or another like side thing I could do to like be a better marketer or like spend this money towards, you know, studying at this like digital marketing academy. Like I always could just justify spending if it was like my career or like my thing, but not my dreams or my self-development or even just like spending on money that would make me happy. Like whether that was enrolling in like a Lacey Phillips class or just money for things that was fun and aligning, not always just like my career and like, you know, that mold of what I should be doing, you know, it was definitely a learned practice for me as well. So I really appreciate you bring that, you brought that up because I feel like so many people would resonate with that and would really understand exactly what you're saying. So this is a good spot for us to wrap up. So I just have a couple final quick closing Q&A. So first and foremost, what advice would you give to somebody who's like just starting out on this journey of doing what they love, of really turning their sort of their dreams into their reality and taking the leap and, and doing it, what would you say to that person? Have fun with it and realize that it doesn't have to be this big, important thing in the traditional sense of the word. Like you can, it can just be something that really lights you up in terms of worrying. If you're worrying about what people will think about it, to be honest, people will probably think it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and they'll probably like really love it. And then even if they don't, they probably won't tell you about it. <laughs> so don't, don't even let that, <laughs> don't, don't just, just let it go and just enjoy it. And just, I think go, go all in with it because that's really like how you'll actually get somewhere when you just jump, jump in. Totally. I'm so with you jump and the net will appear. It always does. So what is something that the listeners and I can do to personally support you? I'd love for you to, um, I don't know, come say hi of my Instagram, which is uh, Lauren Natalia 29. And if you enjoy my blog or YouTube videos, come check them out and share them if you, if you enjoy them. So that's probably it. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And if listeners really resonate with your words today and your message, where is your favorite place to say hello? If somebody wants to send you a message or reach out, what platform do you like the best? 
totally Instagram. Instagram is so much fun. and I've met so many cool people uh, all over the world on there. So I'd love for you to come say hi. Yes. Lauren Natalia 29. I will put the links to everything of yours in the show notes and it'll be all there for the listeners. So thank you so much for coming on the pod and for sharing and being an expander for so many listeners who are like totally like listening to you and honestly hearing your words and thinking, oh my God, she sounds exactly like me and I totally resonate with her. So thank you so much for being here and I so appreciate you and thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me on Kelly. It was so fun chatting with you. All right, my friends. And there you have it. That is the show for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. If you love this episode, please take a second to take a screenshot of it and upload it to your Instagram stories. Tag Lauren and I in it. It's just at Kelly Track and at Lauren Natalia 29. Give Lauren a follow over on Instagram and go see what she's up to. She takes beautiful pictures. She's got lots of that amazing blush pink tone, which I love. I'm like a big suck for anything that's like blush pink. (laughs) I'm like such a millennial girl. OMG. Okay, you guys, funny story. I was talking to Chris last night about how much data the credit card companies have on us. And I asked Chris, what do you think my credit card says about me? And he said, probably that you are a basic white girl. So anywho, (laughs) consistent with that theme, I also love blush pink. Anyways, Lauren's feed is so beautiful. Give her a follow. It's gorgeous eye candy. And go check out her blog at laurenloveslaughter.com. And please be sure to go leave a rating and review of the show. Thank you so much to everybody that has already. It is honestly one of the highlights of my week when I get to read your reviews. They are so beautiful and kind and sweet. You guys still have time to get in on the giveaway. So if you leave a rating and review and your Instagram handle in your comment over on the Apple Podcast app, you are entered to win both your conscious empire and your best life, which is a super sweet giveaway. I know a lot of you guys have your eyes on that course. And if you have been taking a peek at it, go leave a rating and review for the show. Just leave your Instagram handle in your comment and you're going to be entered to win. So thank you so much to everybody for tuning in and for listening today. I so appreciate you. I so love you. I am sending you massive love and warmth from the islands of Hawaii. You guys, it's the best here. I'm sort of thinking about doing something in person here. I don't know where that's what that's going to look like, but I have dreams. <laughs> AKA we all get together and have one big vacation. Okay, how awesome is that? Anyways, you guys, thank you so much again. I love you. I am so excited to catch you back here soon. So have an amazing week. Enjoy your life. Go do something nice and relaxing for yourself. And I will see you back here on the podcast soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon. 